like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. bless you and worship you. Thank you for how good you have been to us. There is none like unto thee, O God. There is none as holy as the Lord. There is none besides thee. We worship you. We magnify thy name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all and God bless you those on social media. God bless you for joining us today. God has a special word for us as we continue with our message on how to maintain your position. How to maintain your position? How do you maintain your position? <coughs> we talked about many ways to maintain your position. The rest of, <coughs> excuse me, you can go to the previous message messages and you will find out what this is all about, but I want to encourage you to stay tuned, focus on what God has for you, because the Bible says that the word, God said, the word that comes out of my mouth will not return unto me void. It will accomplish the thing it has been sent to do. It will accomplish it. So I want to encourage you to know that God has a blessing for you this day. 
So how to maintain your position, how to stay close to God, how to keep close to God, how to maintain your position of prominence, your position of blessing, your position of favor with God. The Bible says that David maintained his position. David was a man after God's own heart. In Acts, the Bible says that God chose a man who was Saul to be king. And then after God had replaced Saul, God found David, a man after his own heart, who would fulfill all his will. That was God's testimony about David. That was God's testimony. What a blessing. Hallelujah. Thank God my mother and father named me David so that I can identify with David, the king of Israel. Hallelujah. The one who loved God so much. Hallelujah. So how do you maintain your position? Number one, you maintain your position by having faith in God. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. When you and I have faith in God, we distinguish ourselves from those who do not have faith in God. Hebrews chapter 11, let's look from verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we know or understand that the worlds or the universe was framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So it wasn't because there was meat and there was salad, but it was because one was done in faith and one was done because we have to do it. Oh, we have to give this. And another one says, let me do this because God wants me to do it. Let me do it in faith. Let me do it to please God. So the Bible says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent, a more spiritual, a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain. They both sacrificed. So it shows that you and I, we can both sacrifice to God, but God chooses some sacrifices and rejects some sacrifices. God chooses some sacrifices above other sacrifices. Amen. So a can, person A can sacrifice and his or her sacrifice is much higher than person B's because of the faith they used in sacrificing. Let's go back to verse 3. Through, uh, sorry, verse 4, thank you. Uh, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. So the sacrifice of faith made it clear that Abel was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. Because of his faith, even though he was dead, he was still speaking. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. So Enoch, when you read Genesis, the Bible says, and Enoch walked with God and was not. So Enoch walked with God and that was, he, he was not found anymore. He was not. God took him. So this explains, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. Because God translated him. Whilst in the Bible, in Genesis, the Bible says, and Enoch walked with God and was not. He was no more on earth. He didn't die, but he pleased God so much that he was translated. And they even have the book of Enoch. Hallelujah. When he was translated, I mean the book of Enoch, what he saw. Hallelujah. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. He did not die. Why? And was not found. No one could find him on earth. Think about it. Nobody could find him on earth. Because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony. God testified that I'm pleased with Enoch. God testified that Enoch is the man I'm pleased with. Because his faith with me is so strong. He walked with me. He walked with God. So firmly. When, when, anywhere God was going, Enoch was there. When God says, turn to the left, Enoch turned to the left. When God said, turn to the right, Enoch turned to the right. He was not. Because for before his translation, he had this testimony that his, he pleased God. It's similar to Abraham. Abraham became God's friend because God said, leave your father's house and mother's house and go to a place where I've told you to go. 
people will be insulting him. People will be saying, you don't think. You are not thinking. What is this? But leave your father's house. It doesn't mean you leave your father's house. It means your father, you can't communicate with him. You can't relate with him. Leave, your father, leave Tara's house. Leave his house. And go to a place I have called you to go. That, that, that act of faith, where uncles and aunties were called. You know what? Enoch. That's why I say Enoch. Abraham, what you are doing is wrong. What you are doing is, I mean, it's not, it's, where are you going? I'm, I don't know where I'm going. Go to a place where I've called you to go. Okay, Abraham, where are you going? I don't know. All I know is that God said I should go. That's all. So that was part one of something that pleased God. But that was not enough. Then God gave Abraham a child by faith. Because Abraham hoped against hope. That's another topic we'll talk about another time. Hallelujah. Then God gave him Isaac. Then God said, Isaac, what the thing you desire the most, the thing you've prayed for the most that you desire, that job you've prayed for, that job you've prayed for, that beloved or whatever, that thing you've prayed for that you, are, you were looking for and I gave to you, I want it back. Give it back to me. And Abraham struggled with it. Abraham fought it. But Abraham said, look, I don't know. God has promised me and he cannot lie. God said that my, my seed will be in Isaac and the promise will be in Isaac. And Isaac will, be, by Isaac, the Messiah would come. But if I'm to kill Isaac, it doesn't make sense. The only explanation is that God will raise him from the dead. That's the only explanation. So I'll do it because God said so. And as Abraham was about to take his son's life, God said, stop it. I now know that you fear God and you've not withheld your son, your only son from me. Now, the blessings that I was supposed to give for, to you from, because you left your father's house, now in blessing I'll bless you. Then he continued. That's, that, 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 that is faith. And, and the Bible says and he became the friend of God. He became a friend of God. He became God's friend. God called him, you are my friend. The God of Israel said, you are my friend. You are my friend. The God of Israel said, you are my friend. Hallelujah. When you are walking in faith, it's only God and you. And a few people who will see what you are doing. Some people, that, that guy who went to the islands to, 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 and he was killed there. People will think he was a fool. But he's, I'm sure he has one of the highest crowns in heaven. I'm sure, you see, he is to be envied. That guy, what, that, that guy who went to some island and was killed there. To evangelize, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's why things that God is, is, is for, things that God cares about, they are fought greatly. Amen. I'm talking about evangelism. It's fought. Hallelujah. What do you think? It's fought strong. But when you have faith, you fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Now look at verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please who? God. Because some of the decisions you would make because of faith are difficult. Some of the decisions you would make because of faith, I'll stop sinning because of faith. I'll do this because of faith. I'll do that. Some of the things we need to do, I would give by faith. I would stop certain things by faith. I would do certain things by faith. I would serve God by faith. I would be a faithful church member by faith. I would evangelize by faith. It is by faith. When I go to the street and I'm evangelizing, it's not as if I'm just doing it because we have to do it. I do it because it is an obligation to God. I believe that God, it, it is, it's a personal thing that God, I, God expects me to do. Many people are serving God in the church, doing different things in the church, and they are doing it because someone said I should do it, but not because God said. That's why they need to be supervised. You need to be supervised when it is, you are doing it for someone and not for God. When you are doing it for God through someone, it makes a difference. 
And that's what the Bible says. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For the one who comes to God must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder. Oh, hallelujah. Of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Sarah was added to the heroes of faith. Why? Because she was old. She couldn't have children. She was old, past menopause. And then God said, you are going to have a child. Just, have, just wear lingerie, do what you need to do, and, and fellowship with your husband. That's all. That's all. And because of that, she was added to the heroes of faith. She was added, not just the husband. The husband sacrificed his son. The husband left, did a strange thing. The wife just have sex. Samson, how bad he was, or someone can say bad, but what the, 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 the errors of Samson, going into prostitutes, just doing anything he could, that error, because of his faith, it was wiped out. That's why it's even he's added to the heroes of faith. Samson, he's part of the heroes of faith. And, and his, his position was maintained by faith. Sometimes, even the last minute, when you have faith, your position is maintained. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Faith keeps our position. So, we must not rely on man. We must not rely on ourselves, but we must rely on God. Number two, stay close to God. Stay close to God. James 4.8. Draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw near to you. So we need to make the effort. We need to, to, to do the drawing near. Very important. We, we need to take the first step to draw near to God. Hallelujah. And then God will draw near to us. So stay close to God. As you are a Christian, staying close to God is not being a committed church member, but you cannot... Be, you, see, you can be a committed church member and not be close to God, but if you are close to God, you'll be a committed church member. I'll repeat that again. You can be a committed church member and not be close to God, but when you are close to God, you'll be a committed church member. Hallelujah. When you are close to God, you'll be committed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was listening to the, the conference, uh, the two conferences. Hallelujah. And very powerful. It, 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 when you are committed and you are even, 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 even honoring, when, you, when, you, know, when you, you, you are close to God, you honor those who need to be honored. Hallelujah. You will not despise, but you honor. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm talking about. You honor. Hallelujah. Very important to honor. I know honor, many people honor by talking a lot and by sell, is it what? Man pleases. You please people. You let people see that, hey, you are the greatest honor, honorable person. You, 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 you please people, you, you're your boss, your pastor. You please them so much, but deep down your heart, you don't honor. Yeah, many people do that. At work, everywhere. That's what the Bible says. Serve God. Don't be men pleasers. So you and I never be men a man pleaser. Be a God pleaser. When you are honoring, honor for real. Honor from your heart. Hallelujah. And many of those who honor from their hearts, they are not even seen. But the ones who are seen a lot, they really don't. It's not automatic. There was a guy I used to know who was very, 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 I mean, he was this die hard. You are even afraid to speak certain things like just, oh, I'm tired, I'm weary, or, or, or I'm discouraged. But that person who was known as a very honorable person who honors, he switched. Do you understand what I'm saying? He switched. So it shows that it's not what you say per se, but it is what is in your heart. Hallelujah. And time tells those who are close to God and those who honor. What do you think? Time is what tells, not speech. Number three, am I preaching? Number three, never leave the place of prayer. Never leave the place of prayer. 
Never, never, never. And the Bible says that Jesus always prayed for long periods of time. Let's quickly look at Luke chapter 5, verse 16. NASB or NLT. Luke or Lucas 5, 16. Looking forward to what God has in store for us end of the year for great salvation of souls. Hallelujah. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Uh, sorry, please make sure it's NESB. Thank you. Or NLT. Luke, Lucas 5.16. NASB or NLT. Any of them will do. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Often. Often. Mark 1.35. We talked a lot about this, so I'll just read the verses and we'll continue. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. What does Mark 1.35 say? The Bible says, as was his custom, in the, in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a scheduled place and was praying there. So always King James till I say NLT, then you switch back to King James. So please go back to King James. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed to a solitary or quiet or lonely place and there prayed. Luke 6, 12. So last week we talked about the fact that you and I should never leave our place of prayer. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray, continued all night in prayer to God. There was a time, you see, I believe in long hours of prayer. And there were times that I was getting tired because we are praying for a long time. And I was getting a bit discouraged, wondering, is this, this was a while back, is this something I really need to do? Is this something that is necessary? Then you hear some TV evangelists on some of the Christian television saying that you can just pray, just, just pray whenever you can. It's, it's not by force. You don't need to pray long periods. But it didn't sit well with me. So I did a Bible study on long hours of prayer. Hallelujah. By the time I finished, I was very convinced by the grace of God that it is good to pray for long hours. And even this verse, continued all night in prayer. Some people feel that camp meetings shouldn't be too long. People complain. No. Look at Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul praying, I mean, having a camp meeting, preaching all night until someone was heavy, Nuticus, heavy and sleep and fell to the ground. And then after raising him from the dead, dead he got up and continued to preach till daybreak. So it shows that Preaching and comes for long periods are good. Hallelujah. Even if you are sleeping, at least you are in the presence of God. Oh, glory. I said, even if you are sleeping, you are in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll be having camp meetings also. So prepare. Praise God. Hallelujah. So never leave your place of prayer. And those who maintained their place of prayer were very close to God. Now this week's number four. Let's look at Revelation 1, 5, and 6, NLT. And then King James. And from Jesus Christ, who is the... Is, is, anytime you are reading scripture, if you, don't, if you just take a scripture, one scripture, and you don't read it in context, you are very likely to misrepresent or misquote the scripture. Many times, you see someone just take a scripture in isolation. A scripture and isolation can let it can say anything you want it to say. But when you read it in context, then you are getting what the person who was saying it meant, the audience, and it gives you a good picture of what the Bible is saying. And that's the best way to understand and interpret scripture. But many people just take one scripture and use it. And even the angels are surprised that they will do such a thing. And the demons are clapping because they've taken it out of context. Hallelujah. 
Revelation 1 5. And from Jesus Christ. So let's go to verse, let's start from verse 1. And you see the context. This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him concerning the events that will happen soon. An angel was sent to God's servant, John, so that John could share the revelation with God's other servants. John faithfully reported the word of God. John faithfully reported the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, everything he saw. God blesses the one who reads this prophecy to the church. When you read Revelation to the church, you are blessed. And he blesses all who listen to it and obey what it says. So, if you are someone who reads it and you do it, then you are blessed twice. For the time is near when these things will happen. This letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace from the one who is, who was, always was, and who is still to come from the sevenfold spirit before his throne. That's a whole different topic. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead. Or the firstborn of the dead. Or the first begotten of the dead. That word word firstborn is is, 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 is the first ranking. First to do something. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead. Look at this in King James. Let's let's look at verse 5 in King James. And then go, go back to NLT. You see, first begotten from the dead. Okay, go back to NLT. At least for those who wanted to know. And the commander of all the rulers of the world, all praise to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. Verse 6. He has made us his kingdom and his priests who serve God before God, his father, Give to him everlasting glory. He rules forever and ever. Amen. I use NL, uh, King James just for verse 6. So now we see the context. And he hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Now this verse, kings or kingdom, means a king or kingdom, someone who exhibits sovereignty or who, who has sovereignty. Authority, rule, royal power. So God has made us a kingdom of priests to him. Meaning that we are kings and priests unto God. Hallelujah. So since you and I, a Christian is a king and a priest. I said a Christian is a king and a priest. So God wants us to serve him in that capacity of a king and a priest. So it means that you and I, the next point is to serve God in his tabernacle. Oh, I thought I'll hear amen. amen. Serve the Lord in his tabernacle. Serve the Lord in his church because you are a king. You are a priest. For the kingship, we'll talk about it another, another time because for a king, you are to rule and reign in life through Jesus Christ. Romans 5.17 says, If for by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall reign as kings. The Amplified says, Through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So you and I are to reign in this life, reign over circumstances as kings. That is the position of the king. But the priest... You can't be a king and then you say, I don't want to be a priest. No, it doesn't work that way. If you are a king, you're also a priest. If you can command this mountain to move to yonder place as a king, you, can, you also have to also do the duty of the priest. And the Bible says the duty of the priest is to serve God in his tabernacle. Am I preaching to somebody here? We need to serve God. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Serve God in his tabernacle. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anytime you and I serve God, we distinguish ourselves. Should I repeat it again? 
Anytime, anytime we serve God, we distinguish ourselves from those who don't serve God. We actually change our destiny. Yes, your destiny is changed when you serve God. Yes, your destiny. It means that you, 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 you are now a, a, a kind of person who is going to inherit a great throne. Your destiny is changed. How can you say your destiny is 100 years? That's not a destiny. Your destiny is tri trillions, trillion years which look like a, a second. That, that is the destiny. The, the, our destiny is outside this world. Our destiny is afterlife. And our destiny is also on earth. But our earthly destiny is just what we are using to move to our eternal destiny. I don't know I'm preaching to someone. And, and, and our destiny changes when we serve God in the tabernacle. Yes. Yes. That's why the Bible says that we, if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. Glory. I want to reign with Jesus Christ. I, I want to reign with him. I want to shine like the, the brightness of the firmament. And I want to shine like the stars forever and ever. Jesus is the bright and morning star. There's the root of David. Uh, so, so it's good to shine like a star. It's, it's, it's good. Hallelujah. If you serve God, you are wiser than those who don't serve him. Because the wise people are, uh, try to uh, make room for retirement. When you are wise, you try to put some money down for retirement so that you, are, you look after yourself or you are looked after when you are you're no more working. So you plan ahead. That's wisdom. So why do we plan ahead for the next 30 years? Maybe 65 plus 30. So, so 95 years old. You, you live and die at age 100. Okay, 40 years. What, it's wise to plan for the next 40 years after retirement. What about for eternity? Much more. Eternity. So we change our destiny. We change our future. Also, there are so many things God has promised for those who serve him in this tabernacle. Actually, when you serve God in the tabernacle, you are closer to him. Because even the, uh, the, the, the tabernacle of the congregation, you need, be, you need to pass through the fivefold ministry before you can enter into the holy place. Mm. I said, you need to pass through the service of God before you can enter into the holy place. So, so to be close to God, we need, we need to serve him in his tabernacle. We need to, do, we, we, we need to be co-laborers with him. Because the Bible says we are co-laborers with God. We, we, God is, is working and we are working. How is God working? Jesus is interceding for us. And as we speak now, he's at God's right hand interceding for us. Jesus, who is God, the second person of the Godhead, is interceding with the Father. Interceding with God. For you and I, he ever lived to make intercession for us. He's, 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 he's actively working. Jesus is actively working. And the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, is, is actually with us and helping us to fulfill God's will and to maintain our position. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Look at Malachi chapter 3. We're looking for 18, but let's go to 13 first. Use NLT for this. Hallelujah. Malachi. Or the last book of the Old Testament. Now you see that this is in context. 
You have said terrible things about me, says the Lord. Now, this is very wild. Now, God is telling the people, you've said terrible things about me, says the Lord. But you say, what do you mean? How have we spoken against you? Now, look, look at that. Verse 14. You have said, what's the use of serving God? So, God is saying you have spoken evil or you've said terrible things about me because you see what's the use of serving God. Because God has said that there is a, there's a lot of benefit for serving him. Now, someone is saying that what's the use of serving God? That, too, that is an evil report to God. That, that, that is saying things against him. What have we gained by obeying his commandments? Anyone who says, what's the point of serving God? What's the point of obeying his commandments? Or by trying to show the Lord Almighty that we are sorry for our sins. What's the point of, of, of serving God? What's the point of obeying God? What's the point of repentance? That to God is talking against him. Continue. From now on we will say, blessed are the arrogant. Because those who are proud usually are more respected in the world. And those who dare God The lies. You can say something that's a lie. Hey, people lie. Oh. <laughs> Me, I'm afraid to lie. I, I, I try not to lie to prove a good point. If you are trying to prove a good point, you don't need to lie to prove the good point. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You, 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 you don't need to lie to try to help a good point. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Because the Lord hears it. Some will say, but lies are just small lies, big lies. No, a lie is a lie. Oh. Whether it's a small lie, whether it's a big lie, a lie is a lie. <laughs> Hallelujah. And sometimes it's good to just not even comment about lies. Hallelujah. When people lie against you, Maria, Maria Woodworth Etta, she didn't say anything. She left it. Hallelujah. Sometimes when your friend lies against you or a colleague at work lies against you or uh, uh, who again, your friend lies against you, leave it. All those in God's generals who are trying to prove themselves, they died early because you stress yourself. But those who, who left it like Maria Woodward Etta, she just left it. She lived long. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other and the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and loved to think about him. Hey! So, so there, is a, there is a scroll of remembrance. There is a scroll of remembrance. What a beautiful verse. So it means that any of us who fear him and love to think about him, our names are written somewhere in heaven. I've done a Bible study on the fear of the Lord and what it means to fear God because sometimes it's a bit blind to us. It's like, what does it actually mean when you say the fear of God? I've done a Bible study, a long series on what does it mean to fear God and what are the benefits of fearing God? The benefits are 
Hey, it's, 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 it's look, the benefits of fearing God. One of these days we'll talk about it. Then those who fear the Lord spoke with each other. And the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and loved to think about him. May you and I love to think about God. Continue. They will be my people, says the Lord Almighty. On the day when I act, they will be my own special treasure. Because there's a day God will act. But when God acts, he will spare them. I will spare them as a father spares an obedient and dutiful child. I will spare them. Now verse 18. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve God and those who do not. It means that a time will come that the Because of who she is. Okay, you are the righteous and you are the wicked. Just for God forbid, but so that there's no fight at home. Hallelujah. <laughs> so the righteous, the wicked. There is a difference. The righteous and the wicked, there's a separation. There's a separation. Clear separation between the righteous, the righteous and the wicked. Now that same separation or that same gap or the, the, you see, God is trying to give a, 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 an example or compare a righteous and wicked with someone who fears God and someone who does not fear him. So it means that there will be a separation. Those who are righteous move here. Those who are wicked move here. Then there will be another separation. Those who, are, who, who f serve God be here. Those who don't serve God be here. It doesn't mean that those who don't serve God are going to hell. No. But the kind of separation, the kind of, there will be a total separation between those who serve God and those who don't. It's like separating the sheep and the goat. Thank you. You can put your hands together for the Lord. Clear difference. That's why serving God it's a, it, 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 it is the greatest blessing. I don't take it lightly. Serving God. You, you should say to yourself that it's only God who can stop me from separating him. And that one I'll fight. If Jacob wrestled with God, I don't agree. <laughs> Unless you are put down. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the attitude you and I should have. Yeah. Amen. Because it distinguishes you. And you, your name is put down somewhere. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's keep serving God. Let people see. Because people will see the difference between us and those who don't serve him. Hallelujah. And the best place to serve God is in his church. The best place to serve God is in his church. The best place to serve God is not only in his church. Of course, the church is primary. But even out there, you smile to someone who is sad. You go to the prisons. When the COVID finishes, that's one important thing. Go to the prisons. Go to the shelters. You sing to them. I remember in Cleveland, that's what I want to do. If I have to go alone, I'll go. But thank God people are going with me. I'll go. We'll go to the shelters. And we would sing. <clears throat> After that, we'll preach. But they were not appreciating it. We'll also give them some snacks. But they were not appreciating it. So I said to the people I was with that this is the last time. No more. No more. I'm not going again. They don't appreciate it. But as we're singing the last day, and some of the people were crying, then the Lord spoke, I believe, and said, keep coming. I love them. 
even though they don't, the, the many of them are messed up, I love them, I died for them. It is very precious to me, and they are precious to me. Keep coming. I said, hey, this one, I don't know, it's a bulldozer who will take me from there. I, I continued till I left. Because, even a bulldozer can't. Why? Because God, is, it's precious to God. Because God can't come physically to do it. But God loves them. God loves the wretched person out there. God loves the person who is on the streets. Whilst we play church charity, there are people who are in the streets who are dying. People who, I, I went to a place in Ghana, only one Christian there. When I, went, when I went to the crusade, there one Christian. You think that there are so many churches. So, what, not one, there are some places, not a single Christian. They, they don't even know what Jesus is. Went to a place. Yeah, one Christian. That I remember. Yeah. We took a picture of with that woman. And that woman, I, we took a picture of because the, the, <coughs> it was as if she was the president. Because for someone to be a Christian for this time, this length of time, she's a hero. Hallelujah. Why should we play Chechanity? God will judge us. Amen. God will, the judgment will be very wild in heaven. Amen. So let's serve God in the tabernacle. Amen. Let's save God. Let's save God. What do you think? I'll give us one more. For time's sake. Number five. You and I must embrace the corrections and the rebukes of the word. Correction and rebuke. Acts chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. Acts chapter 7, sorry, Acts chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. About that time, Acts chapter 7, sorry, Acts 12, 7. Acts 12, 7. Acts 12, 7. Suddenly, now, what's the context of this? Peter was in jail. He was about to be killed. And the Bible says that James was killed with a sword. And when the, uh, and then Peter was taken. And when uh, 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 Harold realized that it pleased the Jews that they took uh, uh, James, he sought to take Peter also. So he took Peter. But let, let's get the context of it. Let's go to verse 4. Please, verse 4. Please, time is up. Being assembled together with them, commanded that them that they should not depart. In fact, let's start from verse 1. The format. <laughs> Acts chapter 12, verse 1. Now about the time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James the brother of John with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then, then, then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. They wanted to Make sure he didn't escape. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came up upon him, and light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side. 
He smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell from his hands. If I will, the, the next point, we'll talk more about this. But the point is smiting Peter. Rebuke. Hallelujah. The chains will fall off when you smite with your words, the words of the, the enemy. You can't smite the enemy and say, oh, Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. There's a difference. Oh, Satan, please. Oh, sickness, please. I'm begging you to leave. I'm begging you. No, you rebuke it. You rebuke the devil. You rebuke sickness. Hallelujah. What do you think? But let's get to the main point. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. This was just uh, 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 something to just add. Now, when we embrace correction, correction from the word of God first, primarily, when we embrace correction from the word of God, we maintain our position. Because the word of God has certain purposes when it comes to us. The word of God, there are certain reasons God brings the word to us. Some of them are here. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. What does it say? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. For doctrine. Meaning that you, you can form doctrines through the Bible. Hallelujah. And it's profitable for doctrine for reproof. For correction. For instruction in righteousness. Then what will happen? That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now let's go back to 16. Use NLT. What do you think? All scripture All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and teaches us to do what is right. Many people do not allow the word of God to correct them. Many people don't allow the word of God to instruct them and to correct them. And because of that, they, they are church attendees. They go to church. They are Christians for long periods of time. But because the word of God does not correct them, the word of God does not rebuke them, the word of God does not, does, does not instruct them, they continue the way they are. And, and therefore, they don't amount to much with God. They, they lose their position because certain uh, tendencies, certain uh, mannerisms, certain things we do can shift our position. Second Peter explains it. Hallelujah. We will talk about it. Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 3. God has given us all things that pertain unto life and to godliness. And then it talks, add to your faith, virtue, to ver it talks about all that. Maybe next week God will talk about that. But the key point is that we must know. Okay, that's it here. Second Peter 1, 3. As we know Jesus better, his divine power. <laughs> Hallelujah. So how many are getting what I'm saying? So it's very, very important for us to allow the word of God to correct us. Amen. Also, we must also allow our pastor to use the Bible to correct us. Amen. What do you think? A life without correction is devastating. A life without correction is devastating. We need correction. But many of us are corrected at work without realizing it. Your performance evaluation is a form of correction. You are evaluating it and you are being told what is wrong, what is right, what needs to be improved. And that's why when we are able to take that instruction, we are able to take that feedback, we become better. Because when you are told that you need to do X better or you make er you, 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 you you, 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 you make many mistakes when it comes to this, or you don't do this well, or you need to be more proactive. When you take that instruction and you work on it, the next review, 
you would have mastered it and you'd be better. So, so, so many of us have it in different ways. And those who even take their performance evaluations, they take, of course, there are some that you have to look at it with a pinch of salt. Hallelujah. But in general, if you take it well, if you take it well and you work on it, you realize that your position at work will be maintained. And you even move higher. In the same way with God, we need to allow the word of God to correct us. We need to allow, after every sermon, every church service, every message we hear, every time we have our quiet time, we must live with something. Something that we should change. Something that we should do differently. Every time. It can't be that you just hear, hey, I'm blessed. Some, I remember some, somebody was telling me that, oh, as for me, Every, every day, I need to hear ex-preacher because he gives me a high. He makes me feel good. So every day, I need to hear it to feel good. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible is not saying that. Let's go back to 2 Timothy. The Bible is not saying that. The Bible is not saying that. The Bible is saying that there must be doctrine. There must be reproof. There must be correction. There must be instruction. Hallelujah. Look also at 2 Timothy 4.2. How many are getting what I'm saying? That keeps you close to God. I charge thee, therefore, 2 Timothy 4.1 and 2. I charge thee, therefore, Before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Now this is Apostle Paul talking to his son Timothy, Pastor Timothy. He's telling him, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke. Exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. Now, which one is the sweet part of it? Exalt. But that's one third. But two thirds or 67% is reprove, rebuke. Oh, I want to get a high. Oh, I, I need to feel good. But it's not changing you. Oh, I need to feel good. I need to be happy. But you're not changing. You are still in the same situation you are in. You are not moving to higher levels because you want to feel good. But from now on, decide that I, it's not just a matter of feeling good. Yes, I would love to, love to feel good, but I want to know what I need to do to improve myself. And I need to know what God wants me to do that I'm not doing. I need to know how to move to the next level. I need to move a step higher. Yes. Yes. Because when God is moving, I need to move with him. There are many times that God, where God is moving, you and I don't want to go there. The place God is going, and we are to follow Jesus, I don't want to go there. Because going to that place is dark. Going to that place is unknown. Going to that place might, be, it might look scary. The Bible says that Moses entered into the pitch blackness, and everyone was afraid in the mount. And Joshua followed him into the pitch black. So from now on, may we accept rebuke. May we accept instruction. May we accept correction in righteousness. And God will bless us. Hallelujah. Shall we stand to our feet? And shall we speak to the Lord? Yes, ask him to give you the grace to walk in faith. To stay close to him. To never lose your place of prayer. To serve him in his tabernacle. And to accept rebuke and correction. Oh Lord, we pray. Help us to do well. Help us to please you. 
keep us maintaining our position in you. We want to be close to you. We want to draw near to you, Lord. We want to be close to you. We want to be close to you. Draw us close to you. Draw us close to you. We want to be more like Jesus. We want to be more like Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, we worship you. Just bless his name. Just bless his name. Bless his name and worship him. Oh, God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. Oh, yes. You work through. I want to be more like you. Oh, Jesus, I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be more like you. want to be more like Jesus, I want to be a vessel you work through. I want to be more like you. Oh, Jesus, I want to be more like you. want to be more like Jesus, I Wanna be more like you, wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel you work through. I wanna be more like you for the last time. Oh Jesus, I wanna be more like you, wanna be more like Jesus. Jesus, I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be a vessel you work through. I want to be more like you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know in your heart that you are not born again, if you know in your heart that it, you are not close to God, you are far away from God, if you know that that word born again, you don't even know what it means. You don't know what it means to be saved, to be born again. Then I want to give you the opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. If you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I want to experience the new birth experience of being born again i'm tired of trying it my way it's not working but i want jesus christ to save me then i want you to raise your hands wherever you are raise your hands raise your hands and repeat after me heavenly father i come to you in the name of jesus christ i confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins cleanse me from all unrighteousness from today i belong to jesus christ thank you lord jesus for saving me in jesus name i pray amen Amen. God bless you. If you are born again, you've said this prayer. I want you to know that you are now a child of God. I want to encourage you to be in church.
be in church. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. And God will bless you. Hallelujah. We may take our seats. Hallelujah. It's time to take, pay our tithe and give our offering. I believe we pay tithe, we give offerings. Tithe are required of the Lord and offerings are to be paid above the tithe. So give to the Lord and trust God to bless you. Amen? I pray that God touches your heart wherever you are to give, to support God and his kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. You can look on the screen and you can text to give. You can scan. You can put your phone, just stretch your phone, put it there. You'll be able to scan and uh, yes, you'll be able to give. Give and it shall come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. Give and it will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord. One more time, give, give and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. Give and it will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, amen. Shall we rise to our feet? In fact, before then, let's give... Yes, hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you, those on social media. God bless you, and shalom till next week. Amen. Announcements?